0: I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys.
1: Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it.
0: From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 welcome back to another episode of the podcast and the ladies. I got you, coding. I thought I forgot, um, but we are uh, going to jump right in. And again, today we got a special guest, my boy, uh, Josh. Why don't you go ahead and just give him a breakdown? Um, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people that follow both of us, but too, if somebody hasn't uh, met you, why don't you uh, go ahead and just give them an uh, introduction of who you are?
1: Okay. Uh, my name is Josh Cathcart. I'm just south of Houston in Pearland, Texas. Uh, I've been coaching baseball for 20 years now. I've uh, been on social media, I guess this is about four or five, um, at a place called Hardball Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hitting done right on Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. So um, I don't want to use the word specialized, but I work with younger players for the most part, yeah. um, nine to 15. Mm-hmm. And then I have my longtime clients that are now in college or you know yeah. whatever they're doing. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, I'm at a point now that I'm able to get out and travel the country and yeah. Meet up with guys that um, I follow and kind of have like mindset when it comes to uh, working with their players, and you know, gave y'all a call. I had an opportunity. Never been to Vegas before. Yeah, um, Vegas. Crappy weather. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I mean the weather sucks we right get, now.
0: We get, we get rain. We get rain like six days a year, and, and here you are. Yeah,
1: here I am, and also with it, 37 degrees or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. So there. the South Texas boy, not so much. <laughs> um, but dude, I really, really, um, I've enjoyed kind of your journey with stuff watching the stuff that you've put out um and so i'm happy to be here and excited to talk a little hitting man yeah
0: no absolutely no thanks for coming and and you know some of the things uh i think are big that you even just pointed out right there was i think it's interesting what you you've done too where you kind of you know your niche right like you know uh like you again even i've never heard a coach until you just said right now like yeah generally i work from like nine to fifteen like man, like that's again, along with it, why don't you kind of open that up of like just knowing, um, because I I talk about that quite a bit about uh, not necessarily that it needs to be one thing or another, but when you know who you are, right, and you know, you know, what's, you know, what fills your cup and what that looks like for you. Like, you know, what what is that for you? Why has that um, been kind of where you've settled in?
1: Um, I think the teaching aspect of it first. Uh, We were speaking earlier when I was observing that I was an elementary PE teacher. You know, that was my attached job to my high school coaching job, Um, and I've always enjoyed kids, Um, and that age and kind of getting that mold, um, we were speaking on it briefly, where I don't want the best hitter yeah. to walk in the door. I want that kind of that clean slate that we can figure out from Jump Street, you know what they need, yeah. and I want to make this game as enjoyable to as many as I can. Yeah. And it's so hard. Um, it's gotten to the point that it's so competitive. Yeah. Early. It is. That everybody is. Oh, I need. You know, my six-year-old needs a hitting coach. Yeah. I mean, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. But it's the way of the world. Yeah. And. I just seem to resonate with that. Uh, My playing history, and it's one of those things, you know, the quote-unquote haters for me is he didn't play in the big leagues. He didn't play big college baseball. You're right. But I grew up around baseball. I've been studying the swing. I had to work really hard um, at hitting when I was playing. And so I understand that grind and not being able to out-athlete it. I tell them that you actually have to have an understanding of – process you have to understand what you do well yeah um and it's just kind of the the facility that i'm at we don't have the uh, the high technology the high end clients coming in we are in a smaller area south of houston and so it is it's more youth into high school not getting you know up in a major part of a metropolitan area where pros are coming to nicer facilities um And it's worked out, you know, I get all the time from parents and coaches. You really work well with that age, getting the best out of them with something that's really, really difficult to do.
0: Yeah. No. And I I think one of the things is you go back in is like how the uh, uh, in that same process, like, again, majority of your players are going to be younger. Right. Obviously, as you go up the levels, there's less and less players. That's just you know how it works. Right. There's very there's very few players that are playing at uh, 40. Right? no doubt right or we're definitely at 60 yes. those things like that right Where golf or something like that a different sport that's very different um and you know one of the things that you talked about uh, quite a bit is uh when you know uh, we had a session this morning and I was like hey like you know I, I told uh, Taylor to reach out to him like hey if he wants to come in shadow like you know I'd love uh, we were trying to set up the first time right but yep. if you could come in shadow I think it's insightful for like again like how we train and why we train trying to make some of these things like applicable but some of the things as well like uh we had talked through is that younger age group um you know like you said I, I even my nephew my nephew is uh 10 years old um and i don't ever push him to come and hit with me you know it's it's uh I, i've only hit with him like a few times in his life but he plays a lot of sports and i never wanted to be the one that's like pushing him to play baseball i'm like yo like when he goes to, he has football games i go to his football games yeah soccer games i go to his soccer games He have basketball games i go to his basketball games um, you know, his baseball games, I go to his baseball games, and, um, you know, also, too, at some point, like, he'll get, when he loves, like, what made me train the way that I did was I loved baseball first, you know, so I always remember that, right, that I wouldn't have trained like I did if I didn't love baseball first, so I always give him the opportunity to fall in love with baseball, and then if he wants to train, like, well, good, I'll be here Absolutely. as a resource for the rest of your life, you know, but. I'm never going to force you to come and, you know, train with me or, you know, force your family to come train with me or, you know, any of that, you know, as well. That's
1: kind of how it is. I have a 10-year-old daughter and people all the time, oh, she's, you know, she must be a softball player, but, and I'm like, actually – that girl don't even pick up softball <laughs> yeah. like she won't even flinch at a softball yeah she plays soccer and she rides horses oh, okay and her passion yeah is the horses yeah and how do we know this well, it's because that's what she talks about when she gets home uh-huh. she's not talking about going out soccer she's talking about jumping horses yeah um and being able to let those kids find their own way for sure i think is super super important um and i'm never going to I guess turn down the opportunity to help, but I do tell people often, "Yeah, this is too young. This isn't going to work because I can tell by their attitude when they're here in the cage or whatever, they're not. Maybe, maybe they're not
0: mature enough. They're but, not ready for this. Yeah. Or and, and again, you could always tell when an athlete is there because their parent wants them to be there, or like they're generally like really excited, obviously, to come and they want to play and they, they want to learn and they see it in their eyes. We see that all the time. Yeah. And so we uh, we talk about that, you know, constantly all the time. Um, as well as again, um, even when we do evals and things like that, I, I think we do a pretty good job before they even come in of them knowing who we are. And also, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, this isn't necessarily like a normal, obviously batting cage that you're just going to come into and hit. And, you know, we're private and we have memberships and all these other things, but it's definitely, um, again, we have our own niches. Well, like, you know, we all, everybody has their own niches. And to be honest with you too, people think on the other end of that, um, it's not one way or another. We were talking about this earlier about business models, yep. is there's also a lot of different ways of what that looks like. Like to be honest with you, uh, there's more people on the, that are younger than there is that are older. Older and not old, high-end. Or, yeah, or high-end and yep. s- super serious or, and, and all these other things and willing to commit uh, money and time and effort to go and do particular ways, especially with what we recommend and what we require also too when they're training with us. And so um, I think people also have this niche that, for example, Um, there's a lot of coaches um, that are that have way more clients than we do Um, and also too like from a financial side might even be making way more money than our entire business right but just because what that works for, and I just wanted like encourage from the same side that like it's not that you need to do one there's not one that's more important than the other if anything like building baseball is not fun when you're not
1: hitting no doubt no (laughs) doubt yeah when you're not having success it's not fun this is not
0: fun yeah and and so that's where it becomes on the same side of that is like before they ever even get to you know an age where that maybe they do want to come to us is i think the coach's responsibility there as well is um to kind of take out those hindrances and a lot of times to be honest a lot of those hindrances are adults right and and the adults are that end up being Uh, The things that are hurdles, um, you know, maybe it's their parents, maybe it's their coach, maybe it's their, you know, again, maybe it's the umpire, maybe it's all these things, right, of like how we make, you know, sports fun for kids uh, when they're younger, where um, I just always remember that as like, I think we try to uh, make them adults too quick when, and again, the only reason that we could take it serious was that like we loved baseball
1: first? Loved it, and that was the thing is I never had to be asked to go practice. I didn't have to be asked to go, you know, do my work for baseball. Now yeah. other things were like pulling teeth, yeah. But baseball, yeah. dude, give me a glove, give me a wall, give me, a, you know, and let's let's get after it for sure. Um, it's funny that you kind of bring that up. I'm doing another podcast on Wednesday uh-huh. uh, with the softball organization, mm-hmm. and it's talking about youth sports and how parents affect it yeah uh both positively and negatively yeah um and so i'm i'm excited about that but i think you're right i think that there's um there's unrealistic expectations attached to spending money on something yeah if i'm gonna pay for this lesson with this person then magically my kid is going to be this yeah and it's like nah man that's not quite how this works yeah um not in not in life in general but especially when you're talking hitting yeah um so yeah, and, it's,
0: and it's also too uh, one thing that um, Calabello uh, Chris Calabello always talks about is he talks about like hitting more as a discipline right like it's um, you know for ex- for example think of it like this as well this is what it comes with like skills is let's there's players that happens all the time like let's say let's say I haven't played basketball I just started playing basketball last year right there's people that like, start playing basketball last year and they're really good. Right, or again, baseball. There's kids that haven't played baseball the majority of their life, and all of a sudden they start playing baseball, and that kid might be really good. Um, And obviously it's skilled in the same way where there's particular skills. You know, hitting is definitely one that it it, it takes time uh, learning, but I also think on the same side of that is, sometimes we forget with that as well, is that um, we're all gifted in different ways, right? Like genetically, you genetically, me genetically, um, you know, everybody genetically can have these different places, but also too, like as we train, we're gonna also uh from the like it's actually interesting from the science side is how we train and how we our body starts to adapt put in certain situations your body actually you can activate different parts of like your genetic code so you could have something inside of you that once you start training a certain way just all of a
1: sudden it lights it
0: up yeah lights these things up and your body adapts crazy and all these things and it's, it's like you would never know that that was um, you'd never know that that was inside of you until you actually started that proverbial light bulb moment.
1: Yeah, like where people do the aha.
0: Like yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, as we were talking through these, obviously, um, we started talking through and there was a lot of things that you're bringing up that, you know, you're interested in. Um, and I was like, hey, I bet you that there's a lot of other people <laughs> that would all to be interested. In For in sure. A lot, of, a lot of the same questions and the things that you had as well so we just decided and also to any time we could have somebody in-house and we can do an in-person podcast like I love doing amen glad show. I can help you out Joey <laughs> <laughs> <just> kidding, man. <laughs> yeah for sure no I appreciate it uh, I love when we have people in-house uh, so that we can you know jump jump on a podcast and, and talk to those things but yeah i I know that you had a a couple of things specific things that I we were do I'm, I'm gonna
1: be that guy cuz yeah, the, the, phone. the All good. gatekeeper over there I had to ask <laughs> some questions no, absolutely. um and with with all of these I am in very process based yeah and and so coming from the younger players that y'all may get y'all were talking about yeah. having some guys that work with younger yeah. up to those high end yeah um and the first one just off the top was how do you decide like do, do people come to you do they send video like how do you decide to take on somebody yeah and if the movements and I'm gonna I use the word technique it's, yeah. I guess it's not one technique yeah but how do you decide that this hey this may really work for you, or is yeah. there ever a time where it's like uh, not quite getting there? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. Um,
0: I think the first thing, just kind of like our normal process, is what we do is when someone comes um, in house, um, what we do is first off they reach out to us. They usually fill out a form or something like that online, or they reach out on social media, um, and then um, you know Taylor kind of comes to the process where um us them know like who we are, you know, what type of we great, are. Taylor's great by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to PC. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, she does a great job of you know, kind of giving them that first layer of um like hey, this is who we are, this is what, you know, we're not like a typical like lesson model or, you know, some of these other things that they might be used to. So, kind of just gives them understanding of who we are as a business and and, and kind of what that process looks like. If somebody, obviously, is going to work remotely, then they're going to be sending, like, video, as okay. you kind of imagine from that side. Um, if they're going to come in-house, if they're going to be a fly-in or if they're going to be someone that comes in and uh, is going to train, wants to train with us in-house, we do an evaluation. So we require all of our hitters uh, to do an evaluation first. Okay, And so uh, they first come in, uh, we take them through an evaluation, and we actually um, – uh, we have a basic evaluation, and we also have a premium evaluation. Typically, like our high-end guys, our you know professionals, things like that, um, they'll do our high-end evaluations. Um, but um, we we do our um, our basic eval, where we're going through a force. They're going to get on the force plate, and we're also going to use Rapsodo, um, and we're going to go from a T front toss and then off the machine or BP depending on the age, um, and we're going to measure from all those. Uh, all those different levels and then we basically sit down with them. Uh, we go over their data, what we're seeing, also what we're seeing from video with the Swing Cat setup. Um, so those are bird tech force plates that we have out there. Okay. Uh, but swing cat is the actual software and the comu- uh, and the uh, camera system. I was about to say was is that, that the four, four yeah the four around? cameras okay. exactly yeah swing cat. so right. swing cat um, so what we do there is again obviously with it we could say all the science but like this is you have a phone in your pocket, right? When you see it in video, this is what it looks like. So we connect the dots for them of what you know the data saying compared to how it shows up when you're actually moving and what you would be able to see on your own phone. And this is why you s- tend to see these things happen all the time. Like you always see at contact that you're in this position or you dragging, just, cutting, yeah, yeah or whatever maybe it may be. This weird arm move or whatever. You know, there, everybody has particular things. Or you know, when you go to stride, like how early your heel comes out of the ground or things like you know, random things that. Uh, they might be able to see that we might be identifying for them. Um, you know, with that same uh, process, like, we tell them as well, is like, hey, like, I think the whole process of who we select to come in, well, the mm-hmm. first layer is Taylor, right? That yeah. first that first layer is Taylor, right? It's Taylor informing them of what who we are
1: and how yeah. they're going to try. No, she really was a gatekeeper. <laughs> she
0: was <did it. laughs> doing a filter process, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, again, along with that, it it she really helps on that, that same side is – to make sure one that they know what they're getting themselves into and like again uh, what they're what they're walking in and on the same side of that is you know we do take in um, we have a whole bunch of people that reach out that are younger that maybe it might be better for them to go on remote or again we just might not be a good fit for them and so we filter that process and also let's be real. The real part too is like financially, right? Like mm-hmm. can they even e- can, it, you it, can, here, can you get here? you yeah. Yeah, could they could they get here on time? Could they fit our scheduling? Could they also in the same time can they even afford to train with us um for what they're looking for right now? Where it might be better where maybe okay, hey, they could ref- um they could afford to be on our our remote training or one of our other options or to come once every other week instead of every week or uh, to come, you know, again, maybe they want to come in just for a fly and they're going to be here for a couple days and that's their plan. Okay. So we have to figure out what that looks like and, you know, uh, you know, again, if that's a good fit, right? Okay. And then we sit down and obviously go through evaluations um, and we just get a good feel during evaluations. Like we ask, you know, the parents, we ask the uh, players uh, a lot of questions as well. We get a, you get a feel on um, who they are and if they're going to be a fit from there. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, we definitely don't go, Oh, uh, we don't think you're good enough to train here. We, that's, that's not, uh, <laughs> a filtering process
1: for yeah. us. I, we, we, I, I guess I'm, uh, instead of like being good, I yeah. guess it was more like body maturity yeah. wise and control. Yeah. And are you taking on baby giraffes or are yeah. you taking on somebody that already has? Yeah. So, so both. Yeah. yeah. So, okay.
0: So yeah, again, along even with that, with just like body types, uh, we take, uh, it, doesn't really matter from that, that same way of, uh, like, who we would take in or who we wouldn't take in uh, from there. Um, yeah, it definitely, again, they could be – they just started playing this year and yeah. are super okay. uncoordinated. Or they could be, you know, I'm a um, – you know, again, I'm, I play in the MLB, right? And there's it, all – everything in between. Um, we definitely don't discriminate, in, like, in that way. Um, And then again, yeah, they don't need to be doing or be at a high enough like skill level or something like that. So that's either
1: not just segue right into the next one is, um, you know, one of the things that drew me to it. um, And I had told you earlier, I'm not a real big tech guy. Like I like watching it. Yeah, I can appreciate what it can do. But deciphering everything and understanding, okay, this is what we're seeing. This is what all of these data points and numbers tell me. So this is now is what we need to do. Yeah. How much do you. You personally or the people that, you know, train here with you, how much do y'all use the technology uh, as opposed to what exactly that player's feeling? Yeah. Um, You know, numbers wise or we're just looking at these angles and we got to try to get here and then see what happens. Like how what is the mix of that?
0: Yeah, no, it's uh well the cool part is you got to experience a session.
1: Uh, d- yeah, so I'll, I'll, it was I'll, awesome.
0: Yeah, so I'll ask you there. Okay. Uh, first thing, I'll just so you could tell everybody. Okay. Uh, how much tech did I use in that session?
1: Uh, just your phone for video. Yes. There was not. You. There was nothing Absolutely, else.
0: Absolutely. Right. So yeah. a lot of people get that interpretation as when they are looking at us using. They know that we use a bunch of tech. Mm-hmm. They get the ideology that they think that. Um, we're using it with every rep with everything that we do and, and I think of it like a MRI with a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Like he uses it when he needs to use it and he doesn't use it when he doesn't need to use Dude, it. That's
1: a really good ana- and I feel yeah. the same my, Now obviously, I don't have cameras and screens and everything set yeah. up It's my phone and my tablet yeah. with my analysis app. Yeah, but it's the same thing yeah. um, You know people why don't you use more of that? Well, I can see what I need to see in one or two swings for sure and this player is going to have these tendencies um, and so I don't want to overanalyze. Yeah. I don't want them to see all of this and you know micromanage the swing. Yeah. Uh, and
0: it matters too, like you're saying again, like when it comes into age groups, like we do that in our ev- ev- even our evaluations. Um, obviously, our older um, our older players, like we're gonna go more in depth with. Like for example, I always tell like the pro guys, like you gotta remember, like these guys are making millions of dollars. So if you're gonna tell me, I kind of explain it like, if you're gonna tell me I have cancer, mm-hmm. right, and you're gonna make some major changes and we're gonna perform surgery right now. Um, you better be able to show me on an MRI and some
1: yeah, blood work sure. and
0: all these things of what's going on, right? But our youth uh, athletes, even our evaluation for them is, again, we do that. We conduct that differently than we would with, you know, obviously an older athlete. Um, that's even why we have two different levels of evaluations because the other evaluation we do, kvs We had in KVEST. Uh. We had in BLAST. We add in other technologies as well. So now we got kinematics, what the bat's doing, what the ball's doing off the bat, how they're using the ground and the and the like, Boom, bo- 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 yeah, 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 we yeah. got,
1: we got a full work, Anything uh, they want. Yeah. And, and yeah. I guess, and I'm sure at all levels, whether it be your high school high level, like the gentleman that was in here who was yep. a freaking stud, yeah. or you get your professionals or your big time D1 softball. Yeah. Like here's it. some of them want all of that. And some yes. of them are like, hey, dude. You just tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm okay.
0: Uh, Evaluation, like we're gonna do it because again, and that's the other thing. The reason that we do an evaluation is also too. It's a big buy-in factor, right? Like again, along with it, you need to understand why we're working on what we're working on. So let me give you an idea. And also too, from I wanna, I look at it too. Like they're picking me Mm -hmm. as well, right? They're they're picking to choose the the train with us. So I'm gonna tell them before we even get started. Hey, this is what we would work on. This is why. Let's give you a little bit, of our, another part of our evaluations where a lot of people don't take this in, is, is actually, from the collection standpoint, it probably only takes us like mm, 20 something minutes, maybe to collect everything. Um, majority of the evaluation, which is usually like an hour and a half process, is okay, we got 20 minutes, well, what's the other hour and 10 minutes, yeah. you know? is typically us sitting down and we educate them, right? And we go through and say, hey, again, this is what we're seeing, this is why, you know, it's important, this is what we're actually going to train. And also, too, this is from a breakdown, like, again, here's the MRI machine showing you that there's this mass. Or, again, yes. here's your X-ray or your broken bone, and here's, you know, like, showing them. The arthritis in your hip. Yeah, right? <laughs> where we're, we're actually breaking down and, and looking at that. Or, again, like, maybe you have a tear in your tissue or something like that. That's what an MRI would be able to see. It's like you feel the pain, yeah. right? But what's actually torn? What muscle is actually torn? What's what's actually going on in there, right? And that's where we look at it as, like, again, like as a doctor. Like okay, like again, like a PT. A PT is going to use some technology, but also too, you're going to be doing exercises, and you're going to be giving you cues and feels and all these things. So that's a big part with us as well. Is like we utilize technology the most during an eval. Okay. Um, but we definitely go back to it um, at times when we need to use it. I've also gotten to the point too where I always, I someone asked me the other day about K vest. He's like, man, do you really like KVEST? I'm like, yeah, like it, it's you know most dependable, like that we use for kinematics, blah blah. blah. Um, you know, it, it syncs very well with. Uh, swing Catalyst, for example, like uh, when you use technology, a lot of these texts, like there's delays, right? So you click collect, well, it takes six seconds or whatever, yeah. whatever right? So um, to collect all that data, so for example, like Swing Catalyst and K Motion are almost identical times. So we can move and, and and like yeah, our collection process is only 20 something pr- minutes, but by design, I you know pick technologies that specifically can do these things so that 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 process isn't hindered, right? And so um, we, but that uh, coach that reached out to me and he was like talking to me about uh, K-Motion. He's like, do you think it's really good for like younger kids? And I'm like, well, I'm like, you don't really need a thermometer when the building's on fire. You know, like it's just like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the analogy I gave him. It's like technology is awesome, right? And again, along with it, but um, I, uh, me and Cody uh, talk about this all the time is that um, I've also had the privilege of using technology so much that what I can tell you what it's going to read before, B- before before it comes you, up yeah and again yeah don't be wrong i'm not going to tell you and this is where it gets in deep when you want to get exact numbers mm-hmm. exact speeds exact positions like oh that's 20 something degrees like i can give you within a range right but yeah. that's where if you really want to get in deep and you're running a study and you're doing all those things like yes you need to have the data to have the exact numbers right and like again especially like ground force like ground force is one of those that um for example i'll tell you a story so um at one point uh, anthony rizzo with the cubs Um, when he hits a lot of times he keeps his front leg bent right and so they were measuring saying like he probably doesn't use his front he probably doesn't get a lot of force into his front leg because he does that type of technique so they measured him and And it's a lot he creates a top with his front leg and what how he gets into the ground and so they just thought because of how it moved and because how they seen with their eyes and also their bias of how they seen other hitters that they believe that that wasn't that wasn't going to
1: happen. That's a great example, um, man. And,
0: and so, or again, uh, when I was uh, consulting with another team, uh, they had a, one of their top uh, pro, uh, prospects in there. And, you know, he like rolls out of his front foot. So they were thinking like, oh, he must not really get. He's pulling get it. off. But, he's do- yeah, he's yeah. not creating enough force that way. Yeah they measure it and he's creating elite amount of force that way and actually that's one of the reasons his foot comes out of the ground is because he creates so much and for a moment in time like he creates a tremendous amount of force which is exactly when it needs to happen and it's like if they wouldn't have measured that and they would have just aesthetically would have just changed it because they'd like it to look different uh they could have hindered you know obviously some of the ways that he's creating force so and and that's where it becomes really different too is, you know, when you got someone that's making millions and millions of dollars, right, where if you make changes, it could really, you know, again, it's a it, big it, it fix, right? Like, yeah, it's not, it's not, oh, this weekend, you know, little Johnny that's 10 years old. That, Playing five games in two days. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's a different scenario. And we have time where if it was a bad route, like, we could fix it, right? Like, just because they're so young. But, like, it's a different animal um, with that. And also, too, a different buy-in process with a major league athlete than it is for, for again, sure. a ten-year-old that's like you're an adult whatever you tell me to do and you're my coach I'm like I'm yeah and it. these
1: guys are thinking well I'm one of the best and like literally the best in the world yeah and you're asking me to change this based on exactly. what exactly and, in the big leagues I mean
0: yeah. I again uh, tell me again when you're gonna make how much money I'm making yeah, it's, it's yeah. like you know like there's a different yes. level of respect uh, that has to be gained there and so again like when we go through uh, you know that evaluation process those me showing you your MRI and your X-ray and showing you your blood work and taking you through your vitals and, and painting this picture and saying, Hey, all of this, it, it, just, those are all pieces of the story. It still needs me to help you understand what this actually means to you. So one of my goals, I do this with a lot of our pro guys is, um, obviously when it's a big time pro guy, like I've obviously seen them play and I know their charts and like, yeah. I've, I've seen how they play, but, um, I try to not watch any other stuff. I try not to look at any of their data before they before come, they walk in the before door. Before they walk in, and so what I like to do is when they hit, um, I like to do this thing where I'll go through all their stuff, and I'll paint a picture of like, hey, this is going to lead to this, 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 and this. You're going to have problems with this. You're going to have problems with fastballs up or sliders away, or blah, 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 or um, you know, again, you're going to hit a lot more foul balls. You're going to have a lot of check swing strikes. I start like calling out these things, or every time you hit a ball, Oppo, it's um, you know, uh, you're getting a whole bunch of slice with. Uh, low launch angles like you can't drive balls you know oppo or you can't pull the ball every time you pull the ball either it's foul get hooked or or it yeah. again like I, there's some guys that physically cannot create the angle to get the barrel out where they can and again there's reasons of why that happens. so I like to do that with them where they're like wow because imagine that the buy-in that that creates right yeah. like I'm defining your spray chart I'm just spry- I, I'm defining I had two guys without
1: I'm, looking at your stuff exactly that's the, and that's the thing huge
0: and that's where I've had uh, guys tell me like they'll be like you just told me my whole life of hitting in <laughs> and, and, and an hour, yeah, and just I just hit right you, right? And so uh, the buy-in that that creates of like, hey, like, I understand why these things are happening. And um, I understand how you create force as well. You're not a unicorn as well. Yeah. Like you're, you know, again, uh, the human body can only create force in so many ways. And especially at an elite level, like, there's only so many strategies that you guys can do to create force. And you're bucketed like this, and this is why that you're going to have issues with these type of things. Um, and this is how we would go about fixing it. And then if, you know, again, they would like to choose to go about fixing it. Well then. Great. Forward.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that leads into the next one, but I think you probably already answered it was, <laughs> um, not only the buy-in aspect, yeah. but let, let's say that you have somebody that walks in after the evaluation. Yeah. Is there, and I know there's no specifics. I know the way that people's body works, the way that people, you know, process information yeah. all has to deal with that. Yeah. But is there a certain amount of time where you see, okay, after, Two months yeah, after right. six that they're starting not only to because the buy in process has already happened at that point for sure, but that they're actually starting to make that swing their own and feel yeah. it and adjustments. Just yeah. is, is there a time so, frame?
0: Yeah, so it's uh, you asked some really important questions. So, there's actually some a couple different time frames. So, um, if it's something that's like a muscle adaptation. Generally, you're going to see some results within four to six weeks, right? If it's just, we're just talking yeah, about just stability moves. in a yeah. hip or something like that, yeah. right? Like, you're going to see some things like typical four to six weeks. Now, if it's a fascia thing, right, or it's a connective tissue thing, um, research with that is, says one to two years, right, where you see some massive changes in athletes. But I've seen it with elite athletes, like within six months, they could really have some different changes. Um, and so, like, Okay, that's just from, like, a body standpoint. Now, if you go into, like, um, which is what a lot of us deal with as coaches as well, we got to keep those things in mind if we're trying to see some of these bigger changes and how those play into the body. But let's say it's a technique thing, and let's say it's a coordination thing, right? So they have the range of motion. Their body could could go into that range of motion. They have stability there. They have all these things. Like, the prerequisites are done, yeah,
1: right? Physically, they're good.
0: They can do it, yeah. right? Um, coordination can be built in in a second okay right? like just it can so I for example well, I to I about
1: say today yeah we, we, we saw it with him today changes. yeah and even and granted like I said I've been doing this a minute yeah but even just sitting back there yeah I'd be like nope Yep. no like it's easy if mm-hmm. you know what you're looking for and yep. in this case I knew exactly where you were trying to get him and what yep. he was trying to do absolutely Um, and he did yeah, yeah. yeah. He can get there
0: yeah right? and and that's where like coordination can be instantaneous um, which is I always say like movement is a mapping of your brain, right? So if I can get you for example if um, Let's say for example like when you you sign your name, right? So when you sign your name like you in your head, you know what your signature looks like So you're trying to create your signature when you're okay. sign it, right? But if I say hey, we're gonna start drawing your J's like this <laughs> right and then we remap what a J looks like in your head well, that is gonna we, we can change that within your signature, and also uh, now if I just taught you that today, and then uh, there's a difference between motor performance and motor learning, which is like can I do it for one time
1: or else? Oh, so I, I, I have to go forge it that way. Yeah, one hundred percent,
0: right? Where if all of a sudden, let's say again, we're out and about, you know, me and you went to dinner and yeah. you just quickly sign your name, which J are you gonna sign? Yeah, I'm gonna right? default back default yeah. to your other one, right? Yeah. Until it becomes your new way that you just do all the time it's your new pattern that's how yeah. you, you you see things so that's the other part as well as like again coordination can be instantaneous but also as long as that if i want that to be in a new dominant pattern another analogy i always give with this is like all right let's like to work like you generally drive the same way to work every single day right now um let's say they built a new bridge there's a new way to get to work, right? But you've just never taken that route and you never driven there in the morning and you know what? It's raining today. Uh, you're late for work. All these things are happening. You're like, you're not going to try the new route, right? So this is what happens when players get in game or again, like you saw when I all of a sudden I went to machine, mm-hmm. he started wanting to go back to his old pattern, right? So that's why I immediately put the farm board underneath his his feet was, "Hey, no, no, no. I want you to move this way." Right, this is how we want to create force, and here it creates more feedback. I so, love the mental
1: so, part, the the two balls. Yeah. Oh, the two that, balls. That with, that was, the, was like for yeah. me today. Yeah. That was something that I can not only relate yeah. to every single player because sure. that wasn't a we're trying to do this move. Yeah. It was we're gonna hit this one with the with the knowledge that another one's another coming. One's coming. And I have to be in control. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and so again, what. Basically, what Josh talking about there to catch everybody up. Oh, is, sorry. Hey, yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good. No, no, I'm glad you brought it up because I do. It's a it's a powerful thing that we use uh, quite a bit. That I stole again from martial arts and old school wisdom of hitting coaches that have done rapid toss for, mm-hmm. for years, um, just different variations of how we do it. And so um, we we constantly like to give. Uh, sometimes instead of obviously, there's a time and a place where I'll use like an internal cue of, "Hey, I want you to feel this in your hip." I want you to fill this with your right hand or your top hand or whatever this is right but there's also things just like when we say hey drive this ball to right center right that's like an external cue well you can also give I call them uh, destination cues so destination cues um, are more like hey you know we call them like trout step overs or like we're going to do a Korea step something that's going to happen towards the end of the movement and then your brain maps how to get there And so it's almost like um, in your phone, right? If you know, again, let's say you live here, right? You live in Vegas. You're moving to Vegas, Vegas. baby. If you you live in Vegas and you know, know, uh, this is what Google Maps does, right? You give it, this is where I am. This is where I want to finish. Google Maps goes and draws a map, right? And that's the route that you take to get here, right? So your brain does the same thing. So if you give it a destination of where it wants to go, it problem solves and figures out a way to do that.
1: It, so it's it's um, very enlightening, number one, to hear you talk about these things, because now I think back and I do that. Like yeah, I do those they, things, they, they but it's not hands. but it's not as scientific as not. And yep. whenever you said the trout stepped through. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I have for direction mm-hmm. is when we're finished, we want to think about over home plate. Yep. Like if you're going to go a certain direct, go over home plate. Yeah. And there's no other thought. That's it other than that, that's and it. that just you know cleans up a lot. Oh, yeah. and that's kind of quick. Like, and yeah. it's one of those that's like instant,
0: instant, right? And again, it can clean up a lot of things because there's only so many ways to make that happen. And the brain, okay, well, this is how I have to move if I want that to be the result. And so, the reason that I've gotten into a lot of the science side is like, like you're saying, is just like what I did for you, is when I give you the principle, then you can go well, what can I create from here? I can give a whole bunch of destination cues. Now I know why it works. Like I know, okay, now you can start, you know, again, you start giving all these other things. So we use destination cues uh, like that all the time. Um, And it again, helps their body organize um, in a way where again, you could create all this coordination or a new movement because you give something that they have to do at the end. So particularly uh, what uh, Josh was talking about there was, um, we'll do kind of like rapid toss, but I do it with uh, heavy balls a majority of the time. And uh, what we'll do is again, Is after they hit a ball immediately we're going to throw another one, and so what it really is going to force you there. Bless you, Jarell. Don't think I'm on the podcast. (laughs) I want to say bless you, Uh, but um, also that um, when you're on, um, when you're on the same thing too is as you're going to hit there is just like you're saying. As I stole from martial arts, the reason that they do so many kicks in a row because you'll never do more than two kicks. So why are they doing fifty? Why are Mm -hmm. they doing fifteens Why are they doing tens? Again, not only. Is it what it's doing for the brain to do something rapidly over and over and over and over again. Um, but also, on top of that, the stability it requires, the balance it requires, um, again, the technique it requires to be able to, again, get back to my start position so I could fire again from the same spot. It makes me so I don't lunge. It makes me so I don't drift. It makes me so I don't yank and spin. It makes me so I. All these things that could happen, right? It's a good way, instead of having to cue all of that, we can use a destination cue that really can. Well,
1: I saw it work instantly like we, we yeah. keep snapping because that's how it was and granted y'all the person we're talking about is an elite high school level for sure 17 who's year old kid training. who's like, been training with us yeah, who's been there i mean this isn't sure. you know somebody not w- just walking in um and again we're doing a really good job of just going to the next question i have because <laughs> it's it just rolling <laughs> it's man the because the next one is what do you recommend or what are your requirements for these people outside of here, because I was talking to his dad for a minute, for sure. and they try to get here every two weeks. Every two weeks. So what's because he doing? SoCal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, coming in from California every two weeks. So yeah. from the time he leaves yeah. now until he comes back in another two weeks. Yep. What do you talk to him about? Is there an outline for that? Yeah. Um, so
0: we, we offer different things, right? So, again, I always tell people um, I really do think, and one thing I've been really tapping into lately is – um, I call I, I kind of been I, I kind of feel more like a swing therapist than I feel like and, and let me make the connection for you is I kind of think of it like in the same way as like like a, a therapy session like hey I can be as involved as you want me to be or not as involved as you don't want me to be like I'm not going to force myself um you know to like hey you have to do this right and also too along with that right it's also you know what the parent and also the player wants to do right so we do have again um we have players where again they'll come in and i'm not going to see them for two weeks well they also we kind of have like a hybrid where they're also on remote training so the week that they're not here they're sending in video of them going through again a prescribed you know prescribed or prescription Mm -hmm. we have given them um, and they're going through those movements. They send them in, right? And again, um, we have an app where they, they, they send those through. And then we respond to those and then give them feedback. And either maybe we progress that drill or give them another drill. Or maybe they stay with the same drill. Um, and they're just doing it better at a higher quality with these new cues or things that we've given them. And then, again, I'll see them in person the next yeah. week, right? So sometimes that's the case um, as well. And then sometimes, like, again, um, you know, certain players, it's, hey, they're going to take what they did. Like a lot of times when I see players uh, week to week. Um, like, so we have a whole bunch of pro guys that will come in for like right now. There's a kid, uh, that's coming in that he comes every week, Monday, Tuesday from Arizona every week. So Monday, Tuesday, he hits with me. He leaves usually Thursday or Friday. He sends me video just to get eyes on how his work was that day. And then he comes back the next Monday and Tuesday. And so he's working on what we worked on Monday and Tuesday. And then by the time I see him next Monday and Tuesday, again, he might be Good enough where we progress from that point, yep. or again we stay the same. Stay, or stay or, the or, course. Yeah, yeah, stay the course, and we are getting him ready. And I have the timeline in my head that he has to be ready for spring training. He's also a catcher, so like I keep all these things in mind, and then I plan his off season. And at some point, you got to go. Hey, it's race day. This is yeah. the car I got. This is what. We Let's go learn. test it out yeah. and see what we got. And it slightly pulls to the right a little bit. Okay, well the driver is going to slightly lean this thing to the left, or maybe I got to set up in the box a certain way, or mm-hmm. up back and out change orientation a little you know this way where it gives me some of those angles or again you know what this type of matchup is going to really give me some troubles and so I need to realize like I I do not want to get to his slider because I'm not moving too well to hit that right now and I can't miss the fastball and that's an important thing so we learned like wherever they are and we developed their approach based off of obviously how they're moving I love
1: that uh, basing the approach Man, that's all that I had for you. Um, like I said, I can sit here and chop up about hitting as long as you <laughs> want. Um, I think we wanted to look at some K best stuff. Yeah, Is that still? I, I wanted,
0: yeah, I'll, okay. I'll show you some of the technologies that you talked about. Okay. Also, you can see, because it's not as intimidating too. I think a lot of people too, it's like the getting started. And, mm-hmm. wanna, and also, too, when you have a guide, I feel like I'm the same way. Again, yeah. like, um, you, again, like you produce some really good hitters. There's a lot of these things I'm like, prove you right, right, of like why we use certain cues and why they work so the first thing uh, that all I'm looking to look into is start at the ground I was gonna look at uh, uh, swing cats and like how they bring in uh, force play data and I wanted to kinda show you what's going on and what we're seeing okay. and some of the things that we kinda talk about so
1: I've been eyeing that thing all day yeah. I was like I wonder if we're gonna get on this ground force thing
0: yeah so right. this is what swing cat um, looks okay. like and again if you're just listening on the podcast uh, bear with me here you can also go watch the video form. but um, this is actually a pro guy uh, he's played uh, quite a long time and is actually making some good money right now over in Japan. <laughs> but um you know with this okay so what we're looking at is there's three different forces that are going on a lot of times we say ground force and we think it's just one number it's 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 multiple and every way every direction that we can press into the ground is a vector is what they call it we're talking like toes
1: and heels and
0: yeah so like you could be pushing to the catcher you could also be pushing towards the pitcher you could also be pushing behind you um like behind your butt you could also be pushing towards home plate those are all different you could also be pushing straight down and jumping straight in the air these are all different forces and then on top of that you also have torque right which is one that we all hear from right torque is like when you see the farm boards they slide back and forth um, you're creating a horizontal shear force, but all they're doing is, think of it in, in, in simple terms, right? If I had the cell phone, right? It, or, or if you're opening, if you're imagining in your head if you're listening, if you're opening a water bottle, right? You put your thumb on one side and your thumb and your uh, finger on the other side and you twist it, right? That twist, that force that's being caused where there's two forces that are working against each other, opposing forces, it creates rotation, right? Um, so think about if you were going to um, turn a mattress, right? If yeah. you're listening, right? Same thing if you're listening and trying to turn a mattress you'd grab one of the corners and if you push one side you're going to start creating rotation right well if you have somebody on on, let's say you're in a really tight area and we got to just rotate the mattress in place well the other person grabs the corner the opposite opposing corner the diagonal corner and you pick those up and you guys walk in a circle well now you're going to have a real tight rotation right rather than the, the back one side, side and swinging out exactly yeah. so we can measure those things and how we're creating force and we can measure also with our force plates the reason they're so expensive is because a lot of people that have force plates are only measuring vertical right it's like jumping yeah, and, they're and landing that. yeah so there, yes. so if you only look at that and you go we're gonna focus on how much vertical force we could well you're missing a lot of force yeah plate, right and vertical force again while it is important within the swing there's also these other forces like torque that are massively important. Well, and that's how we,
1: when you talk about getting more into like that squat Yeah. versus we were talking about keeping the hips low yeah. without getting down yes. so that you can do that. Yeah. When I jumped on that farm board max when I first walked in, Yeah. I kind of just experimented with it yeah. and I think I was telling, uh, not think, I told you, I was like, yeah. man, I tried just turning, you know, yeah. this back I know. leg and going. It was like yeah. nothing. Move. Yeah. 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 And then as soon as I got kind of, and I felt like, like snowboarding, right? Yeah. And just, it's a great analogy and go yeah. and it went and it went.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so that becomes, again, you of going from your core and your middle rather than, you know, just driving with a single leg. Right. And this is the thing of like, like we've been talking about for years. Like one of the, um, one of the things that is, is massive is like we get on force plates Um, A lot of times people say, you know, it starts from the ground up, right? So go ahead, code. You can you can jump back to the uh, force plate real quick. So one of the things that we see is like, and just back up for a little bit, kind of right before he's striding forward. So um, yeah, yeah, there you go, perfect. So as he starts to stride, some of the things that we're actually looking at, and one of the issues, uh, like as uh, players and uh, even this a pro guy, a lot of things, people also think that pros are the most efficient, right? They should watch their video and mimic them perfectly, right? The problem is, is they're the most athletic and they're the strongest and they're usually the biggest. So big. they can
1: make up for the yeah, deficiencies. They can
0: make up for these deficiencies. Yeah. So modeling directly after this guy, even this, he's a pretty good hitter. Um, so if we go into this, as he's going forward, it, now look at this purple graph, okay. the one in the middle here. Yep. So you see how it starts like going up. You can see how, like as he's going right now, it's going up, uh, up towards the top. That is him pushing towards the catcher. Okay. So he's pushing out of his back leg forward towards the catcher. Right? Okay. I mean, sorry, towards the pitcher, but pushing. for the, the pitcher, the
1: but pushing the force back. Yes. Okay. So
0: he's pushing the ground towards the catcher, so he can propel. He's going th- forward. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another way, I, uh, again, this is the one thing with force plates that we have to always remember is you have uh, the the action and reaction that always happens, right? That's why it's called mm-hmm. ground reaction force. Is you think about it, when you're sitting in a jet. Right, the jet blows out out that way, and you're going. So that you could go (laughs) forward, right? So that's how it also works when you're in the ground. You push into the ground one way, it propels you forward. Now, with that, that's one strategy of getting forward. The problem with that, though, too, is he battles with a ton. Is that he's a pretty good athlete, where which you're also going to see as soon as he gets his front foot in the ground. Now you're going to see the graph actually do the opposite. It's going to drive down. It's going to go negative.
1: So now he's going everything forward towards the pitcher. Yeah.
0: So he is able to create a ton of force towards the pitcher to stop him from going forward, right? So you would also think about, like, well, what's another way I could get forward without pushing? Well, this is where we all talk about, like, screwing our back leg into the ground. Okay. That's a torque, right? That, uh, And if you also think about it, if you're standing 50-50 between both feet, right, if I pick up one of my feet, I'm going to immediately go forward, right? So the only way to stop that is either stacking on my backside, right, or – the other ways I can control it actually with my pelvis is when we teach that screwing motion yeah. with that back right leg, um, it actually, that twist helps me control my forward move. So this is one thing when we talk about with him where, you know, he can have problems with certain pitches and how he's attempting to create force um, It's something that we can point out and say, hey, this isn't, you know, again, I can show you other hitters, I can show yeah. the things, and again, I can show you within this MRI. Right. Or in this particular case, just your force plate reading. Right. That this is how you create force. And it's not my subjective eye or what I think. Like Th- this is the this force of the science. The this ground. is what it says. Yeah. This is what yeah. it says. This is the force and how you're creating it. And this is how other guys do it. Right. Um, and now also, too, as he goes into that right now, the, the blue graph is vertical force. Right. So we're going to see a spike in vertical force as he gets his front heel in the ground. Okay. Right. His front heel. That blue graph spikes. Right. Because that's him driving Down. down straight down into the ground, like right? if he was gonna jump out of the ground with his front leg, right? So as people would think about that, well, w- there's a minimum that we know we need to be within, right, um, For so in baseball, it's 180%. So 100, 180% of your body weight that we need to get and into the, the front, front side. Body. That is, like right there, if you see in that same graph where the peak is, uh-huh. you see how the graph changes color behind it, it's like kinda dark? Yep. That's PGA average. Okay. Right, so it's a range, there's a range there. So, there's a range that we want to be within where pro guys are not below that range, right? So, there, there's a range that gives us some idea of like, so hey, want to be. So, if that spikes
1: underneath there, he needs significant work.
0: Yeah, there's something going on of okay. why he's not getting into his front side. And so, for people to say like, you don't need to get into your front side. And look, all of this has happened before he's launched his barrel. This yeah. is him getting his front heel into the ground, right? Like, this is before he's going. So, this is where one of the biggest things I learned when I went into force play data, right, is that how important the front leg is and all the forces that it's happening where most hitting coaches are emphasizing so much back i leg, was back
1: about leg, to say can we repeat leg, back leg, back leg, leg, that the, the front leg yes. is really important, really,
0: really important.
1: <laughs> can and, we and just hit not, that again and, yes
0: <laughs> and it's not it's not this is something that is not a um again when we can measure it right you can you can say, uh, and then some people are like, oh, you can't tell the difference between accepting force and creating force, and I'm like, well, actually, you can. Yeah, like force plate data, it's actually, uh, there's a lot of ways where you can see, like even if you look back at that graph, that vertical force uh, graph, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, as it's going negative, <laughs> that is him accepting force. Okay. Right? When it goes positive, that is him creating, creating okay. force. Um, So, yeah, so accepting would be like the eccentric part of it and then the concentric part of him like driving. And that's also why you actually watch his front hip right after he created that vertical force. You're always going to see force before you see movement. Okay. So, for example, this phone is going to sit here, right? This phone is going to sit here until another force acts upon it, right? So if I push it, it will then move. Okay. Right? So you're going to see force, then motion. Then, okay. So when we see ground force, you're going to see force. Force down. And then you'll see the movement. So another way, okay, and vertical might be a little bit harder to see, but go ahead and go to the top of torque uh, code so we can kind of see there. Okay, so right now, this is peak positive torque. So this is the maximum amount of positive torque that he's creating for rotation is happening right now. See, It doesn't look like anything's turned. He hasn't rotated yet. Yeah. Right? So this is why it's so important when we start giving these cues like kaboom or any of these timing cues, we're actually teaching them how and when they're creating force and what forces are happening if they do boom early right, then they're creating that torque too early right or at the wrong times and there is a sequence like professional athletes have a sequence just like with kinematics that right. are a way that they create force so
1: and that's when you get things out of order yes and you lose this control yeah, and, you and you lose physical. the stability they're,
0: they're flying open before the front foot ever gets in the ground, yeah. ground or things like that like we can measure all that right so instead of that being an, uh, you know uh, just a subjective opinion of you know, this is how I'd like it to look. Well, like we can measure and like are they actually creating these forces at the right times in the right places. Right? Awesome. So we go into that. And so (laughs) this is becomes the some of the crazy stuff I want to I want to get into is what you see is when you look at those graphs Vertical is a little bit different because of the force that it's being uh, created, and it's actually decelling. Creating vertical force is going to decell me. It's going it, to it's going to stop me from um, rotating, right? So, like, if I get into the ground with my front leg, when that thing hits the ground and that energy shoots, shoots up my up. body, yep, it's going to uh, it's going to send that energy up, which is what we really want—the brace. Yes, yeah, so that bracing yep. with that front leg, right? So now, also the next graph, uh, horizontal, which you're also going to get. Is you see those big negative spikes? that goes below zero. It mm-hmm. go, goes back the opposite way. Now, they're like two, and all of our elite guys are two to three times as much force stopping than they are accelerating.
1: In mo, yeah, yes, in motion.
0: And so, okay, well, then you look at this and go, okay, well, like when he's going into the ground, he's pushing towards the catch, uh, towards the pitcher, two to three times as hard as he was pushing uh, from the catcher. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he's trying to stop way harder right if he knows it or not right he's creating this that amount of force to stop his body from drifting and going forward right now when you go into uh, you know uh, torque for example on this last graph that yellow graph yellow, there, right? okay so you're gonna see kind of something a little bit different so he's gonna go at the top this was positive torque right this is as much torque as he has watch what happens as he's going in the contact watch what that graph does oh it's negative. that's a D cell yes so that is when I talk about reverse torque. Yeah. I talk about ah. how it's so important to D cell and like uh-huh. rotation and all that stuff. As he's he's at peak, he just went past peak reverse torque win. When? <laughs> when he's going into contact, right? So these are things that we've been seeing and this is what we drove that we created the farmware max for and these other things as well. It's like teaching our body how we're how we're actually sequencing. Is that um, these guys as well as they're our best hitters in the world. Now his is not two to three times. Is much D cell in contact with the reverse mm-hmm. as he is positive well this is also why he, <laughs> he struggles you know, with certain yeah. things and even though again that's why he also uses so much uh, vertical force um, and also so much uh, negative horizontal is he's trying to use these other forces to stop himself from rotating right and on top of that as well this is something where when this is during his eval this is something that we worked on and all, again, the best hitters in the world, like they do that better. Yeah. And that gives them more adjustability. That also gives them, um, we actually talked about this earlier with like Tiger Woods, for example. Oh, yeah, the stop. When, when he goes and he does that move where he gets to the top and he like stops his backswing on his way down, and mm-hmm. all these golfers are like, so if you're, this is the other thing people run past. If you're not a golfer, that doesn't amaze you. You're like, so what, he stopped? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you're a golfer and you know and you come back and you go to swing <laughs> and you're like, he just stops? I could never <laughs> yeah. stop like that. That's crazy. But that's the difference is how he's creating force. So what we'll see is not every guy, like, again, he's a really good hitter. So with this hitter, um, his well, he usually hits like 30 jacks and like a triple A. Okay. He's, you know. Legit. Yeah, he's legit. He he led the PCL in home runs. Okay. Like three something. Like, I mean, he was a dude, right? Yeah. So uh, in the same thing, he's getting some of that D cell, but he's not elite of the elite. Well, I was going to say
1: when when you said he's trying to, and I don't remember exactly how you were, he's trying to. Create force, stop force from other areas. Yes. Where does that default to generally?
0: Yeah. So so what you're talking about is, uh, so you got segmental deceleration. And this is what people think. Like, okay, well, if I'm trying to create speed, why would I want to stop? doesn't make any right. sense. Like, why would I want to stop? Why, and also, why would I want to go in reverse? Like, that don't make any sense, right? Think of it like a whip, right? If I take a whip above my head and I do this, and positive th- torque, right? Yeah. But if I want maximum speed, segmental deceleration is I stop my hand. Right, and it sends all of that energy down to the end of the whip, and then you hear the crack yep. at the end of the whip. Right. So what he's doing is his lower half is decelerating rapidly, hard. Right, and so we can actually look at this too. You can jump to K vest now too as well. This is what we look so uh, K vest. We're going to see the kinematics. This is this is going to be um, what it looks like, like pelvis, trunk, lead arm and a sensor in the hand right okay. so energy going up the body okay so we just grabbed a random graph from on, online this isn't the greatest it's also not the worst right but for example what you're gonna see is that last black line right there's three black lines the last black line is contact okay right, right at so after contact the the red is the pelvis right so you see it zero is that gray line that's right underneath it. That's zero. See how the pelvis goes underneath? Under, Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, the
1: pelvis is actually going in reverse. It's literally going backwards in space. And that's, man, is that almost where you, like you hear people talk about like front hip back? Is that? Yeah. So kinda...
0: uh, it, it, yeah. So what you, there's a counter rotation. So a lot of times we'll post of like counter rotation and people will think it's the load part, which is counter rotation, mm-hmm. but there's another counter rotation that happens in the swing. And that is like, this guy is doing it. It's a little late. No, okay not a little late not a lot late it's, it's, it's late yeah <laughs> so he's doing it but it's late and it also correlates with how he created force in the first place when i'm looking at this graph i'm looking at so that what that should be is a sharp if you look at his pelvis here on the red right is it comes up and it's kind of like a rolling the, hill and then, then it's again and then jumps back up it should be just a, sh- spike. a, yeah, a spike yeah spike yeah come back down right okay so um again uh, he, he does some other things well but yeah there's some something going on with his pelvis and how he's creating force that way right he's probably like doing like a big a league leg laid turn in, or he's doing something of how he's creating that force that's causing that issue. So, um, in any case, uh, they look at uh, Rory McElroy, uh back in the day, and when he would, who uh, was on sports science, and if you go back, you can still find the segment. He goes back. Um, actually, Greg Rose was inside that segment as okay. well. Um, he comes down and he goes to hit the ball, and he goes. This is the amazing part: is that not only does his hips go backwards right after contact, they Go so hard backwards that he rotates them backwards faster than amateurs can rotate their hips forward, right? And then they follow with, and then they follow <laughs> up, and then they follow up with.
1: It's just stupid. It's Hold on, I'm trying she to wrap. Up. Hold on. Time out. So he he, he, he goes stop. backwards more faster than amateurs yeah, go really in their pri- in their primary move. Yes. Dude, that's like James Harden in his stop ability.
0: Yes, exactly. No, dude, that's the, literally, yeah, exactly what you just thought. Okay, how, yeah. That's insane. That's what makes him elite. Yeah. Is how hard he can stop. Yes. Not not just how hard can he create. And this is where we talked about, like, haymakers, right? We're talking about this earlier. Yeah. Right is the ability to get off that, the ability to turn my body into a whip is what makes me elite right when i'm actually going in we measure some of these these top hitters so when we train these things and you look at like recoil swings you you, you mm-hmm. see doing rapid toss on these other things the reason we're going so deep into that is we measure this and we yeah. also know that it when we train it that we're getting adaptations and uh, again our best hitters were able to create these moves and these forces um, and it doesn't look like traditional training there's a lot of things that we go into um, and that's why also for example you know, again, even this guy that stops, he just stops late. It's it's going to be problematic with how he's transferring force up his body, and you're going to have some other issues. Like, for example, his pelvis to his trunk isn't great. Like, it could be a lot better, the transfer of speed from his pelvis to his trunk, which is not bad, but what you really see it is the trunk to the lead arm. So the, the trunk is the green. Okay. The blue is the lead arm. You see how close they are? Yeah, I was about to say, compete? should they
1: mirror each other? Like.
0: Uh, yeah, so there should be, it's, it's not going to be as big of a not game for the but... pelvis to the trunk because that's your obliques, like, massive yeah. muscles firing. But uh, that transfer of speed from your, your trunk to your lead arm is very significant. Okay. And so, again, it's another link in the chain of turning your body into a whip and getting the So that
1: overlay, off. they should be pretty close in the overlay uh, there. No, they like,
0: should be further uh, apart. They should
1: be further apart. Yeah, so it's okay.
0: gaining more speed up okay. the body, right? So um, they're close together because he's dragging. He's dragging. Okay, they're yeah. close here,
1: which is bad. Yeah. We should see that Bigger more. Separation. Okay.
0: Yeah, so because the pelvis stops late, because this is the other thing, look at contact again. So look where the red is at contact. You see how fast the pelvis is still moving at mm-hmm. contact? That's bad. Okay. Like elite hitters are literally bottomed out. Like at zero, and then right after contact, negative. So think of it like this: uh, You ever driven a boat? I don't know
1: if you. I mean, uh, I mean I've been in a boat. I yeah. haven't like driven a oh, well, boat. But...
0: Yeah. Listen, somebody needs to let Josh <laughs> ride, drive the boat. All right. But think of it like this too. Okay, there's only three ways to stop a boat, right? I can kill the engine and let the water, the friction of the water, just slow me down, right? I can drop an anchor, too, or I could throw the boat in reverse. That's my brakes. Okay. So, what happens is this is what happens though, or you can do a combination of all three, which is what elite hitters do. Gotcha. What they do is they stop creating positive, like positive so they turn off off the rotation. Inner. They turn off the engine. Yep. They drop the anchor by leaving their back leg in the ground and creating tension across their body. Holding so the ground. Holding the ground, right? Okay. Right. And then. They fire their body in reverse, which we can measure, yep. right? That they're actually rotating in reverse. If they think it or not, right? It doesn't matter. This is how again that they act the forces they actually are creating, is that what happens is is when the think about a boat when it finally comes to a stop, what's going to happen? Just kind of it's going to actually go backs up a little bit, yeah. Because always it's been in reverse the whole time. You saw the boat slowing down because they put on the reverse thrusters, but it took a second to slow the boat down, right? Think of it like this. When you're pulling up to a stoplight right you're pressing on the brake but the car is still going forward forward, right if i was putting on reverse thrusters like i was in water Mm -hmm. right when i finally stopped the reverse is actually i'm actually going to go reverse so he mcelroy is firing so hard in reverse that when he actually stops he fires backwards than amateurs
1: that's fire just mind-boggling mind-boggling he's like right? 5 8 100 and that's why
0: and then that's what you know what they did this is what sports science said i love sports science but this is what they said right after they said that statement that's so amazing but that's not why he can hit the ball so hard and that's then exactly why he can yeah, hit the ball
1: so hard i was about to <laughs> say what did they lead what did they follow that with no, no, the reason no, that he, he can no, is because
0: well because they were everybody's so focused on the positive. Speed. yeah he does create insane positive speeds but yeah. they're saying the uh, same thing too. They didn't, they, at the time, and this is a 10-year-old like yeah. segment now. okay. But they didn't understand how.
1: The whip that, effect.
0: Yes. Yeah. How, like, everybody would agree with the whip effect, but yeah. how does the body actually do it? Creating it. Training it. it and how yeah. these things. So that's why, for example, when we look at these things, right, and we break these down for hitters and we create this buy and all these things as well. And then also we can show them when we do drills. We can measure all the things in X, Y, and Z. But a lot of people too will see us doing drills, right, and they think that we're training a kickback. But what they're not understanding is we're training reverse mm-hmm. torque and we're training reverse. The leg may go behind or it may not. It may stay in the ground. They might be doing again. They may the force needs to happen that, and we're training their body to sequence and create that force. And that's why being Cody specifically right now, when we are looking up K charts, we have such an easy job of cleaning up sequencing like that is not a problem, you know, like with us when we clean up like mm-hmm. you K know, like motion, like how efficient guys transfer force. It's so easy for us to do, but it comes back into the mapping of the coach's brain of how they see movement, right? That when we were looking up charts right now, we, it took us so long to find a, a, a decent good cart, one. Right. Where I, <laughs> A I, good I, I
1: heard you over there. He's yeah. like, nope, nope, okay, no,
0: nope. yeah, bad. That's bad. Like, we couldn't even find one that was decent. It, right? yeah. Like it took even that one was like, okay. Like we were like, man, like I was going to go grab it from my other computer out of there because it's like yeah. we have so many that I can just go and grab. But again, along with that, it's again, it's because of how and when we teach, you know, uh, for example, uh, another thing at um, the chart, the other thing is as well is that a lot of people think uh, they're trying to spin their lower body like as hard as they can, right? But what people don't understand is like when it comes back to like uh, uh, pelvis speed, pelvis speed, pro pelvis speed is the easiest thing to gain. I have 13-year-olds that can rotate their pelvis that far, right, uh, that fast, and that mm-hmm. thing, And then people will go, well, yeah, but they're bigger. Okay, I have, I have average Joes that can create the same pelvis speed as a pro guy the pelvis speed is easy that the, the getting speed at yeah. the lower half is the easiest thing to achieve getting the speed up the body now that's that, the massive of the separator hard.
1: well and that's the thing that was really Im- impressive um something that i didn't understand what you did is when y'all had the medicine ball at the very beginning yes with the chops yes and it was like dude we're using this here yeah to court. get this going yeah. and we didn't see anything in the legs. There was no yeah. fire your hip. There was nope. no get your backside through. Nope. None of that. None of that. It. it was just my, and I don't remember your exact terminology again, the cross body. Yeah. his obliques. Yeah. Yeah. And just obliques. coming here yeah. and to the naked eye. Yep. It was different. Yeah. Like when he got it right, and even my brother here who, yep. you know, not a baseball guy, he's a yep. golfer, but even he was sitting there, he was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you, could, you could see it. Yeah, and that's the
0: thing, for example, too. This is why I always get on like uh, social media. I think it's so funny when um people will say, you just pointed out a, a great analogy of this, is that people will be like, he's not using his legs. But with the farm board moving mm-hmm. and with ground when we measure ground, no, 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 he's using he's his using legs. He's using it,
1: just different. different.
0: Yes. He's using his legs differently. And because you don't see them spinning, yanking, over-rotating, all these other things, not, you know, they're... We uh, because of that, like the number one deficiency um, that again, like Greg Rose said this on a, uh, a, a podcast or driveline uh, a little while back ago, too, is like the number one deficiency uh, that we see uh, between um, with a lot of hitters that struggle with as golfers, baseball players, the same thing is their ability to transfer speed from their pelvis to their trunk. So what, instead of using their body like a whip, they use it like a tow rope. So what they do is the pelvis just keeps Keep driving going. And, and the and, and the trailer can only go as fast as the car in front of it, right? Where we don't want to use our body like a tow rope. We want to use it like a whip, right? And so people think about using their bat like a whip, but it's mm-hmm. your body that is the whip, right? And so um, we train along, along with that and we go all those things, those motions as well. That's why a lot of our guys can do such small movements and create it within short periods of time is like. That's where the technique becomes your power, right? And I tell guys, like, the technique is the power. Um, and, again, like, your ability to stop, your ability to transfer speed. And we always go back to the three pillars, right? Um, so we say, like, um, the best hitters in the world, they have there's three pillars that we pay attention to in, like, our philosophy of how we train is space, right? My ability to stay inside the ball, mm-hmm. right? My ability to hit the ball clean. All those things are all attached to space, right? Direction, right? My ability to stay through the ball. Right, very important yep. again. It gives me adjustability within my swing. Also, too, like we talked about earlier, how often are you perfectly on time? Yeah, very, very, very rarely. rarely, very yes. rare. Right, and then the last one, very important in the wording here force transmission, not force production. But force, I know production. a whole bunch of hitters, there's a ton that of produce hitters tons, that produce tons. But my ability to get it actually into the ball is really important, right? Which again also comes back to hitting it clean and some mm-hmm. of the other attributes, and they all tie into each other right they all tie into each other they all overlap and they're all individual also as well they all have different things that tie in that are just specific towards
1: each one of them i was impressed with the lack of high intensity yes but you're still getting a very intense jumping. result
0: yeah balls jumping
1: um and you know you get those pound and a half weighted balls yep. and it wasn't hey dude get into it yeah it was hey be quicker to it yep. hey be more efficient to it yeah um and again to the naked eye yeah it was different for sure um and that and that's one of those things i think that's extremely important especially with the younger players yeah is when you start putting high intensity without the control or without the understanding yeah. all you're doing is getting out of control yes um and the name of this game is barrels right yeah for sure fine fine barrels yeah and very very seldom i think we were talking he said you know yeah. john daly talking about the golf swing getting yeah. back there just going crazy yeah that very seldom are you going to find somebody, if ever, that can go super high intensity, yep. and be under control, yeah, and hold direction, yeah, and transmit force the correct way, for sure.
0: And and again, like I, I have nothing against speed. I don't think you do either. No, right? we're not against speed. It's more about how we train to get that speed. So, for example, like when I'm teaching someone to t- the to develop their right cross, right? It's not that I'm against speed, but you know, for example, uh, Cody grabbed a quote uh, the other day from Tiger Woods where he was talking about how his dad's rules for swinging hard, right? Or how, and he was golfing. And his dad would tell him, hey, you can swing as hard as you want, but – You got to hit it solid. It has to – yeah, there's a couple <laughs> things yeah. that you have to do, right? And um, uh, when we when went into that, he was like, okay, first off, right? Like we got to hit – the, we want to hit the middle of the face, right? Like square it up, yep. right? Um, and then what was the other one too, Cody? That was – oh yeah and balance and yeah uh, that A balance point, word right so this other thing right so this is the interesting thing with the word balance right so we use that a lot right into a kid it connects they know what it feels like to be balanced but when you look into the body what does the body have to do to create balance right and so one of the things that's really important that we overlook all the time is think about it if you're creating all that positive torque right you're rotating this way as hard as possible well again if I want to be balanced, balanced i can stop I'm, it I need to stop it yeah I need to and how, do, how does my body stop it doesn't have um we're not it's not just it's not just uh firing like and this is what I'll do with guys um all the time too oh i know this will actually be a, a funny thing for you here'm sure <laughs> okay so stand up for me real quick. all right so what I'm gonna do let me see we're still in you get out of the way this so I can see it okay perfect so I'm gonna try to open your hips right okay. don't let me open your hips how
1: when i let go your hips actually went back to opposite that action, way right yeah so while and it popped my
0: si <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah so so when we looked at that oh yeah you got your mic back sorry no. um so when uh when we when we just did what we just did there right is you were trying to stop me from rotating you the only way your body can stop me from rotating you is by Count. firing the opposite yeah. direction right so again if i want to be balanced I also need to know how to balance forces, right? And again, where when you're teaching a kid balance, why well, that could be a really great cue. What's really happening underneath in the body is it's actually creating a
1: counter movement. Dude, it's good stuff, man. It, it, it really is. We, and we got, we got it, in the weeds a little bit, but it's, well, but yeah. and I love getting in the weeds. Yeah, like I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Um, It's one of those things that it's like you hear people talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's people out there that I feel like I have a really good understanding of how the swing happens and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But being able to take high technology information, apply it in simple terms, Mm -hmm. and then apply it to kids that don't have the physical ability, Um, you know. Just as soon as you said yeah. to stay balanced, what do you have to do the other way? Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, I know what I'm going to do with this kid tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, like that's th- cool. this yeah. kid is on the balance beam and yeah. is always falling off. Yeah. It's because they can't stop the rotation. Yeah. And exactly. so we're going to go the other way. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it, then you start – you start, and then also too, it's a, it's a different thing as well. People start going like, well, could I just uh, train rotation the opposite way? And it's, uh, it's a yes and a no, right? And what I mean by that is you also think of like muscles is, for example – the reason that I can't just like swing left-handed right not that I shouldn't do this either right like you could swing left-handed throw med balls left-handed all those things as well but also you got to remember that when you're rotating away uh, in one direction you're also eccentrically stretching right so you're stretching away so think of it like this like bicep right so you have a concentric and mm-hmm. eccentric back this way right so the difference is is what I it's not training my body to this would be my tricep yeah. extend it this way as fast as I can that's, that's not, not what you want that's not what I'm doing we're eccentrically loading that bi- bicep back the opposite way and how it extends. So that's why I can't just train my tricep to right? go. I have to train the bicep to be eccentrically loaded the opposite way. So so that's what happens when we
1: have to try to not rotate. Right? Well, we have to train to not rotate. And that's where, and I don't, what's the little red contraption that you oh, had? Oh, your torque. That yeah. Was. Yeah, yeah. So you had that with, with the band the, on it. Oh, yeah. And, and, the and the first time he went in and you're like, no. No slow
0: back yeah i'm gonna like, re- you need to resist me yeah you back the opposite direction right and also too even when um even to as we go like when he goes to rotate away um some of the things that we talk about as well is like you know him, uh when, when the guy goes to rotate it's a, der- a very different skill and that's where it becomes it's not that i don't want to rotate it's that i physically want to do what we're talking about like develop breaks or reverse mm-hmm. right we're developing our reverse thrusters right when we're actually hitting into the ball um that really again
1: uh creates a, a dynamic um training i'm gonna have to get effort. with you on that i'll need yeah. some more information on that that that's the yeah. one that's just kind of okay for sure so but yeah. that's
0: where that's where we start going down these paths that's why when people see us doing like all these drills right and then my, my funny i my, my, i love when people say uh man like people reinventing the wheel." i'm like okay hold on first off when the wheel was first created <laughs> compared to now <laughs> Okay, <laughs> the wheel on your car yeah. does not look like what was on that, you know, back uh, in the Roman horse, days. Yeah, horse <laughs> and carriage. It is a very different wheel. Yeah, it's the same task. It's the same game, mm-hmm. right? But we're just learning more and getting more sophisticated about how specifically we can making train these them things. more efficient. Yeah, making them better. And again, instead of going, and I get it. It is the hard part of psychology here, right? Is like you want. To look at Ken Griffey Jr., and I, I say this all the time with kids, with like Mike Trout. I do this with them all the time. I say, look, Mike Trout isn't performing a magic trick. He's not a superhuman being, right? He is a human being that is using physics, right? <laughs> and he can do things better. Th- he moves better than you. He's stronger than you. He's bigger than you, right? You put all those three things together, he's a better baseball player than you, right? So it's not a magic trick, right? We can measure it. We can figure out what he's doing, and we can train you to be more like him, right? But with that being said, yes, there is things that are, um, again, along with it, like, again, genetically and all these Mm -hmm. other things. Like, again, you're not going to be Mike Trout, nor should you. You should be you, right? But when it comes to efficiency and, again, some of these skill sets that he has as a prerequisite, well, we can change those and then uh, train those. And then also, too, as well, when we get into the cage and everybody's like, oh, like, these guys are just making up drills every drill is made up every single one, every one of single them Every single drill that is ever it, every drill is made up i make up drills every single day if it gets them to the move and again gets the result that we're trying to do then we're going to do it
1: then that's where I, I got you know the the pushback and whatnot i was like where are you coming up with this stuff and the answer is i look at my players i see how they need to move and what yes. i think is going to get them there yes and i don't really care what i put I in their care. hand how it is it what, don't matter what
0: implement what if it makes them mo- absolutely I, I could say
1: for example I was, that's I got, funny every single drill every yeah. single drill is made up every drill every yeah. drill so
0: name could you name me a drill that wasn't made up
1: no no thank you no
0: let's okay, say like the, the game of baseball was made up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i just i just like again we get we get so past this this analogy yes. that we get lost that we think that like we were supposed to stop innovating and Yeah, that and you're just, just supposed to th- stop creating. Here.
1: You're all you're supposed to do is yeah. hit off a tee, Joey. Yes, that's, that's it. it. And that, and
0: or or on the same thing. The side of that is just like we get to a place where like again this hold on. We're supposed to use the same six drills, and if those six drills don't got it, either you got it or you don't. Oh, and that, we're yeah. supposed to. We're just supposed to.
1: That, stop at that, that point, or, we, they're done. Either it's yeah. that. Yeah. Now there's a yeah, that dude that could be a podcast for a whole nother day. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: Right. So that 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 just becomes again like when we do things, and again, I already know. Look, at the end of the day, again, it's the, the same analogy. You know, first one through the door, you're gonna catch. You're gonna catch. You know, yeah. You're gonna get get bloody. It yeah. is what it is. Right. The first guy through the door is gonna get bloody. So I already know on the same side of that, right? That like, um, the only way for people to push the industry forward, and uh, I had somebody tell me this one time they're like they are like Joey like some people take you know arrows for um, you know their team and their their places but he's like uh, he was like you know you take uh, arrows for an industry and I never thought of it like that but one of the things I thought about as well though I then when he said that I was very intentional about that that knowing that the only way that anything moves forward and any innovator in any industry and the only reason I have a cell phone right now is because somebody took the arrows to walk in front of me to do that, right? And I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, right? And so I think the same... it's, it's my job to push that back forward right and i now have to be the guy that takes arrows and that's okay yeah. and that's part of the process and at the end of the day like again like things don't move forward if someone's too afraid to take arrows or are not secure enough to know like at the end of the day that like this is human psychology and this is what we do we don't like change we don't like adaptation we like to think of people as superheroes we want everything to be mythical we want all these other these other places and and in reality with that like um <laughs> they're, they're, it's it's science yeah right? and we can figure those those pieces out now don't get me wrong again right i always like to throw this back in there right like obviously on the same uh, same side of that is that uh science can only go so far right and science is wrong every day right we only know what we know there's, there's so many times even with force plate data right that we learn something and it's like maybe how it was being measured something we weren't keeping in mind like you the the the, the foundation of what people like to say because some sometimes people will say like it's science it's proven it's factual all these things right but the thing with science is it could always be disproved, right? Mm-hmm. All it takes is one scenario. One outlier. One, one outlier. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, maybe that's not how it was happening, right? So that's another thing is we think as well is like science is constantly – every study you show me, I can show you 10 that say the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And so along with that, it's understanding. Now you got you got to blend through um, – I had a, a pastor one time that I listened to, and he was saying this. He said there's, there's more <laughs> – There's more information out there than ever, right? But there's less truth. Truth, yeah, yes. Oh, and so, sure. and so that becomes a big thing. Is like, hey, you got to be able to filter uh... these things as well, and start to do your own deep dives. And I always tell people, like, don't trust me. Like, I mean, I've done the work. Yeah. But don't don't feel. Yep. Don't go do your own research. You. Yeah. I'll point you in the directions, and also too, like, again, that's why we created Farm Plus. That's why we created all these, like, our membership, right? It's like we have 500 plus videos on there. We have mm-hmm. courses on there. We have biomechanics courses on there. We have all these things. It's like, yo, I already did a lot of the work. Not only did I go and. Like uh, instead of just pointing to the resource and going, "Hey, go read this and pull your own from this," I took that, made it applicable to baseball. Right? Going again, we found ways as a staff, right, to finally make these things applicable and where you could use it with your hitters. Like for example, even when you seeing the double, you know, mm-hmm. double balls, right? Like, well, yeah, that, but that was so much work and mentally to figure out, wow, this is a way that we could use that, and then now it becomes a nasty nugget for you, no doubt. But it took me years yeah right of figuring those things out and understanding why it works and understand the science and all those things and it came out with one shiny well, little nugget that there it is a lot of people but that's yeah. what it takes to push things forward.
1: Wow, well, it is. dude I've uh this has been awesome you, you continue to push I'll continue to push absolutely with with, with my stuff and the yeah. way that I present it and just know that uh this opportunity's been great man yeah no it's been awesome t- t- I thank t- you guys so much for yeah sure. to get out and see it um watch it be applied uh you said something a a little bit ago and i'm not going to get down another rabbit hole but oh he's out there teaching the scissor kick oh he's teaching the kickback not one time did i hear the word scissor (laughs) kickback (laughs) any of that not one single time it was core rotation torque and it was a result yeah um and for that young man and for me the result today man it, it really has it's been awesome so yeah you keep rocking on We'll keep doing it and maybe next time I come to Vegas it won't be for what, eighteen hours? (laughs) Like I gotta go and jump on a plane now. For sure. But
0: absolutely. No, yeah, and 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 feel free to join me out. I have no thing. I always pray us out. So Hey man, let's do it. All right, all right. Uh, Darren, Father, uh, thanks so much for uh, bringing Josh here today and also um, his brother. We just had uh, such a uh, good time together, and um, we'd love to bring your kingdom together. Uh, we just ask that we can continue to uh, push the game forward in all the ways, and I think uh, I, I pray that you uh, protect both of them on their on their way home or to wherever they're going. Um, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: All right, well, until next time, <laughs> Farm System out. Hey!